Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Expand with Jenna Brown podcast. I'm so excited to have a new friend here with me today as a guest, speaker, healer, medicine woman, who I'm so excited to really dig in and hear from her. Her name is Damini Celebrate, and she is a soul advocate. She wears many different hats, as many of us do that are listening. She is a beautiful medicine woman with so many modalities. So go ahead and introduce yourself, share a little bit with us about you because we're excited to hear from you today. Hi, everybody. I am delighted to be here. And Jenna, I'm really honored that, you know, we could have this conversation together. Me too. Uh, yeah, I know. It's so exciting. You know, like many of us, we've all had this, um, I'm going to say inkling when we were young that we we were meant to be more than the societal constructs, you know, and so we just kept like plugging away and listening to spirit. And for me, I ended up from the artist world into the creativity world. And then finally it was spirit was like, oh no, stop these two worlds things and combined all those modalities together. Mm. But what's true in anything that I do, I am holding space for the highest expression of each person's soul. And that's why I call myself a soul advocate. So um, many of you are probably resonating with that saying, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And, and that's the conversation I think we're going to have today. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's just dive right into that. Yes. And will you share with us how like your journey of essentially mm -hmm. realizing that this was your medicine, like this was what you were here to do in this lifetime was to be the sole advocate, hold this really powerful space because to claim that about yourself, as I'm sure, you know, it's a whole journey <laughs> of being like, wow, this is what I'm, what I'm actually here to do. And who do right. I think I am? And all of those things, right. what was that journey like for you? Hmm. Well, I think I have to, I always kind of back up and then go forward. Right. Yeah. So I think as a, uh, as a young person, I wanted to be an artist. Like that was the thing I wanted most in the world. And, you know, that is fraught with, uh, honestly, a lot of, um, inauthentic, uh, inauthentic people, at least mm -hmm. that's how I felt, you know, at that time, you know, in the seventies and eighties, but what really resonates with me is the spiritual side of everything. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, I was a little kid healing hamsters and making mud medicine. I mean, I was five and I lived, I grew up in Philadelphia in the city. You know, we had this little pile of grass where there was mud and critters. Wow. And, you know, it's funny how, you know, we, I had an agenda of what I wanted to do when I grew up. Right. But really what I was doing, um, and I've done a lot of self-reflection on that over the past couple of years, is I've always been a healer. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always been in this deep desire to not only help, but hold space for people to kind of discover who they are. Now, yeah. the hamster, you know, that's a whole different story, but that's been the evolution of. And, you know, I tried the art world thing, but it, again, it just didn't resonate with me. Mm. You know, I, I talk a lot about being in flow with your heart and being in flow, not with your heart. And, you know, in flow, not with your heart is it just everything just works. So you're, you're working so hard at something. It's like pushing a boulder up a hill. Yeah, right. When you're in flow with your heart, it's just like the universe just goes, here we go. Here's here, we go. Yeah. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And yes, I'm moving my hands into the future, opening yes. up this big, bright space. Um, and so I think it's been an evolution of just following where spirit's leading me. And, you know, there was this healing arts that I was really intrigued about. I was actually blessed to, um, I've, I did a lot of energy medicine work in the beginning. And then I, um, I went and learned five element acupuncture, which is very Taoist and Taoism. For those of you who don't know what that is, short, short description is uh, how you just live into your light, you know, and so it's not a medicine of fixing. It's a medicine of a journey of being what I call your brightest, best self. Oh, God, and so, 
Yeah, I mean, and it is. I mean, you know, I can go on. I'm super geeky about acupuncture, but I can leave that off to the side. I love all the geeky. You don't have to leave it off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll just give you one geek, right? Okay, yay. So the acupuncture meridians, I'm sure you and your mm -hmm. peeps are pretty familiar with them, but there's these points, right? Mm -hmm. And in the Taoist concept, each one of those points are there to help you walk to your next step. Mm. to your next step. And then there's points there for when you go, <laughs> go awry <laughs> and you lose your way. Those points yeah. help bring you back. And that actually, that concept of the points being this roadmap on your body is why I think the body holds the roadmap for our transformation. Wow. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I a thousand percent agree. And I, I love that you just said that it hit me in a really like profound mm -hmm. way because mm -hmm. for so many of us, I believe, especially as women we're trained to hate our bodies, our whole lives and be against them. Mm -hmm. And it's this whole process of coming to work with them and, and really realizing that they hold, like, just like you said, they are the map. They're right. literally the map. And right. I always teach that our bodies are literally the subconscious. Like everybody's mm -hmm. heard me talk about the subconscious that listens mm -hmm. to this podcast. And I think that sometimes we focus on the subconscious or the body as like the trauma and all the things that are right. wrong, right. but also like, it also holds the light, like you were saying, and you can follow the light in your body. Like, where is there ease when you're leaning into things? Mm -hmm. Where is there, um, right? Like there's just so much wisdom the body holds. And if it really yeah. holds the whole story, like not just the trauma story, but also the abundance story and the integrative story, that's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, and, and taking on that thread a little bit more, I feel like our body, um, guides us through our feelings and sensations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, you know, we are spirits in body, right? And the only, I believe, the only goodie of being fully embodied is to experience and use all our senses, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Our physical senses and then our, our extra six senses, if you will. Mm. You know, and it is, I believe that our inner guidance is directing us by feelings and sensations in our body. You know, culturally, I think a lot of people, maybe not everybody who's listening now, but there's a majority of people that they just don't pay attention when they're holding their breath or when they feel this resistance that pulls them back or um, that kind of flow opening. I mean, that is one of the ways our body guides us. Mm -hmm. You know, if I like thinking about our heart holding the compass, mm -hmm. directing us towards our light. And our body is going to the left, to the right, five steps forward. Hold on, pause for a minute. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> right? And pause for a lot. <laughs> pause for a lot until you get the point. Uh yeah, exactly. Mm. But that's where our inner wisdom is. You know, yeah. sometimes it seems so complicated. Yeah. You know, and if we just think that we have physical senses and then these extraordinary senses that are guiding us. Mm -hmm. And the one goal is to kind of just say, hey, this is me mm -hmm. right here in my own beautiful self, regardless of what I look like, air quotes there, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's the biggest gift we can do because otherwise, you know, we're just looking around going, now what? Now what? And that gives our power away, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I think that this, that, point is so huge for a lot of the women that I work with who are mm -hmm. building businesses online. Those of us that are doing that and this aspect of like, we get, like we give our authority away when that head, like when the mind is looking at everybody else and like, this is mm -hmm. what, what, this is what you have to do. And we end up giving that journey away and creating so much resistance and pain and suffering for ourselves because we forget that the guide, that inner compass, like you said, is our heart right. and it will guide us, but do we trust it? Right. Do we trust it? It's more, and I'm sure you're doing this with your peeps, like, how do you trust it? How do you 
build the muscle memory of trust, mm-hmm. trusting in your heart, you know, so you're not kind of going, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Like, like, how do we keep feeling that full body yes and knowing when it's right? I was reading something uh, probably in pandemic time a, a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it was how women spend a lot of time. Um, they have an idea, they wait for it to get perfect, you know, and they spend years and years and years and they're like, I have an idea. And this happens, I think, not only with women in business, but just women in general. Yeah. They wait till it's perfect. Mm. Meanwhile, their body is going, yes, share it, share it, share it, like bring it out into the world, birth it into ah. the world, right? Men, on the other hand, go, oh, I got an idea. Let me get a boardroom together. I'm sorry, you know, grand generalizations yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, no, you know. I get you. <laughs> and it's, it's like, we've been trained. Right, we've been trained that way. So what if we learn a muscle memory that just, you know, it's like there's that cue, and it's, I think it's unique for each of us. There's yeah. that cue in the body that goes, oh, yeah, full throttle forward, baby. This is it. Mm. You know, and it's that heart yes or that full body yes, whatever that is for you. Yeah. And I it's, think it's, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think that yes is governed by feelings and sensations in our body. There's the gift. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think too, that aspect of, actually, I know it's not even just like I think in my head, mm. but this aspect of, I teach a lot about feminine and masculine energy, yin yang energy, and the fact that we were trained so much as women, feminine core beings, yin core beings to not all of us, but a lot of us are that way to be so masculine. And I always describe it as masculine shields coming up from the root and protecting Mm -hmm. our feminine heart, right? Mm -hmm. Like we protect Mm -hmm. this incredibly magnetic, beautiful, authentic, like warm, gooey, emotional aspect of us. That is our essence. And we protect it with these walls and these, like our logic and our reasoning and all of these things. And yeah, like, I I think that so much of that process is trusting your body, but also realizing where we are. We've associated ourselves to be someone that we're not a lot of us and recognizing like that practice, I believe it's a practice, like a spiritual practice to Mm -hmm. release that the, the false, um, yang energy shields, not that we don't ever have masculine energy or yang energy in our life. We do, but when it's overtly that, and we're trying to operate in the world as men, like what happens when we just operate from our heart and it, we're so magnetic, right? Right. We're right. so magnetic. Right. That's <laughs> it's it. incredible. Right. I mean, you know, I always, there's, I always, can I trip out on this a little bit more Absolutely. with you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, body language, right? You know, if, if any of you do energy medicine, you're probably understanding this, but there's really simple body language cues that mm-hmm. drop us into a more feminine space or a more masculine energy space. And also of the mind and of the heart and of the body, right? Mm-hmm. So simple cues, like if you feel like you're kind of leaning forward, you want a linear kind of conversation, your eyes are wide open and you're looking, mm-hmm. you know, you're dropping into a more masculine energetic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Versus just kind of sitting kind of like into your hips mm-hmm. and softening your eyes and holding space which is almost kind of like a present moment experience, but so much comes out of that space. That is more of the feminine energy. And I always like to, like, if I'm leaning into something, you know, we, we're, we, we as women are so trained to pull up this masculine bravado yeah, and be busy because busy's this weird badge of courage. It is weird. (laughs) You know, it's like all of it. Like we just keep, you know, you can see my body language. I keep leaning forward into it. Like that's, you know, it's yang energy, which is useful. Otherwise we would never get off the couch. Right, right, right. (laughs) But, you know, it's like just noticing what you're doing with your body can give us huge muscle memory cues of what energetic we're pulling in. Yes. Soften eyes, drop into your hips, 
kind of stay in a upright, not backwards or forwards, but, you know, just in that yielding kind of uprightness that happens when we're receiving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Cause I mean, that feminine energy is all about receptivity and we don't Mm -hmm. like, again, we don't go into our heart because we don't trust. So if we don't, I mean, if we're not going into our heart, it's because we're not trusting that we're held, that we're safe, that we, and we might not feel Mm -hmm. safe in our bodies or in our homes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have to feel safe, held secure to be able to lean back and to receive. And for so many of us, we didn't have that, um, growing up possibly. And so we've been trained, like you were saying that body language of like lean forward into life, like go after life, like go and attack the day. And it's a whole, like you're saying, it's a whole other retraining of muscle memory to learn, to lean back in life and to feel like that's safe Mm -hmm. and to have your heart open is genuinely a practice. I believe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the practice also begins with just knowing that you're safe inside your body. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is our vessel right here yeah. in the body. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I'm getting all kinds of tingles as we talk. This is beautiful. Love, love, love. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is I hope everyone mm-hmm. listening is enjoying. I know they are. Um, yeah. Will you share with us about your specific modality that you call soulscape? Mm. Share with us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, backup story, right? <laughs> so um, as you know, I, I tend to, to compartmentalize thing and I think compartmentalize job, career, love, who I am, what makes me excited, you know, like the job was here and the things that I loved were over here somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And there's that weird kind of split. And I'm, I'm sure all of us have felt this over the times. So like there's just this stuff that I love and this stuff that you have to do. <laughs> you know, there's the head heart thing again, mm-hmm. right? The head and heart, yep. And, um, and, I, and I love doing healing work. You know, I think that really is if I had to identify myself somewhere, that would be the closest thing, mm-hmm. right? But... Um, I guess about 10 years ago, I was sitting, um, I was in a shamanic journey and I was feeling particularly off. And I said, you know, my, 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 my heart intention was help me know what my next step was, Mm. you know? And, you know, I think in my head, it was like, learn a new modality, do this, (laughs) open this, create this something. Right. Mm -hmm. And in this, in this, modality or in the journey so clearly this I felt and you know my eyes are closed I'm you know drumming but I felt this big pink book drop on my lap Mm. and I was like wow and the book was flipping you know and I saw I saw chapters like your inner wisdom your soulscape or whatever I can't remember all the the categories in the in this book but the cover flipped down and it said painting the landscape of your soul. And I was like, Ooh, I just got a message from the divine or directives from the divine as I like to call them. And I was like, Oh, and you know, to be really honest, words and language are not my strong point. Like, you know, spirit was asking me to write a book and I'm like, write a book I'm like you gotta be kidding you know and (laughs) and I really kind of came out of the journey you know and I do believe that you can always say to spirit yeah not now like I do believe we have our own authority yeah and don't have to be led around that way we have say we have say always say we can navigate and negotiate I'd like to Mm -hmm. think yes negotiation Uh, Mm -hmm. and you know this I, I was like walked out of the journey and I was like, oh, oh, you know, like I, I was stunned. And so uh, as spirit does these things, I think um, pretty soon right after that, I was going to a shamanic gathering and I'm sitting around circle, of course, circle of amazing women. And I started having this conversation. I think we were all checking in about what one insight did we want to share to the group? 
I was like, well, spirit told me to write a book. And I was like, you know, I'm afraid, you know, all that not good enough stuff was floating up. And I was like, you know, words are not my language. Color, shape, and form, no problem. Mm. The the unconscious language, no problem. Written word. Mm. And the woman sitting next to me said, well, I help people write books. I'll help you. And I was like, I don't have a lot of money to do this. She goes, no, no, my gift to spirit. And wow. so she helped me organize my thoughts. And when I could say that whole, that whole, uh, the creation of the book was all met exactly like that. Like people kept showing up and saying, can I help you? And there's that heart's yes, like flow just happened and everything happened there. And so it was at that point. And, and so the book is painting the landscape of your soul. That's the book that um, I had published. And that book is a combination of shamanic concepts of Taoist concepts of energy medicine. And more importantly, it was me recognizing the power of using creativity as a healing modality. Yeah. You know, because most of us think creativity or artist or blah, blah. Again, it's one of those things off to the side. But mm -hmm. there are many of us who yearn to access that creative part of us. And I think that's a very feminine energy. Oh, yeah. You know, it's another one of these birthing kind of energies. It's, mm -hmm. you know, how we in, in shamanism, creativity is used to recreate a new vision it's it's used to kind of manifest mm. the next dreaming if you will i'm really paraphrasing paraphrasing here but that's the potential and and the potentiality of the healing creative aspects and that's really what um i think spirit you know spirit rerouted my life right there because then it's like, okay, that got created, and now I want to bring it out to the world. So mm -hmm. I think I went on a tangent, but you no, get where I'm, I'm going. I'm here for all of that. I love that. It's super inspiring to me um, on so many levels. Like, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I think that you're so right. Um, the, the more that we are tapped into our creativity, the more we are in feminine energy. So mm -hmm. those of us who would say we're feminine core beings – like how creative are we actually being, you know, in my, I don't know if you know human design at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, so any of us that are generators or manifesting generators, like one of the biggest tips that, uh, they say for us to like be tapped into that creative magnetic energy is to do something creative first thing every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And, and, and actually when you look at my human design chart, I don't have really like consistent motivation anywhere other than to be creative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so for a long time, I was, I was trying to like make life be like, I'm motivated by money and I'm motivated by saving the world. And I'm motivated by all these things. And really like the only thing you can see in my chart that's consistent. It's not that I'm never motivated by those other things, but the only thing that's consistent for me is to just be creative for the sake of being creative. Cause that's what I'm here to do. Um, is to create new things. And, uh, right now that's really being channeled and honed into like creating a new paradigm and creating mm -hmm. this, like, there's so many things I have going on behind the scenes of wanting to create more like co communal type living and living off of the land and all these kind of things of it's not new concepts, but recreating something that has existed for a long time. Um, but yeah, I also find it interesting because my language is words. So I love talking to you and you being like, what? Like, I can't write a book and I'm over here and I've known I'm meant to write books since I was literally in, like, I think I was 10 years old. I've known like you're meant to write, you're meant to write, like that's mm -hmm. just what you're going to mm -hmm. do. And mm -hmm. recently I've been on a journey of being like, okay, fine. Like <laughs> I'll do it. Um, and <laughs> And it's like, just so interesting because it's, it's been more of a, I'm afraid of my power than like right. I'm scared that I'm not going to be good enough. It's mm -hmm. almost like, but if I do this, I'm really stepping into who I know I've always been. Right. And those words are going to last forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've always felt like my, so much of my creative outlet is with words. And I love though, the stretch that you Cause it's all like, right. Like one 
I look at it at least as like, it's this all you tap into all of these different ways of expression and you were so well-versed in one area of expression. And then you're tapping into this other area and Mm -hmm. stretching that capacity to hold Mm -hmm. your expression in so many different forms, Mm -hmm. which I love on every level. And I feel like for me, as you were talking, I was like, Ooh, yes. But the opposite, like, I was like, Ooh, I want to tap more into this soulscape aspect because that's not something that comes necessarily. I mean, I'm sure it comes naturally in a sense for everyone, but like, it's not something I would run to first, right? Like I would run to express myself in words where you were like, I would run to express myself with this unconscious language of, of shape and form and color. And I, I love that this, um, this mirroring because I'm like, Ooh, I want to, I want to dive into that more. Right. Where have you seen the power of this medicine in the people that you've worked with? Like Mm. you share with us any story. I mean, you said you had hundreds of stories. I do. (laughs) But you know, there's one that really stick out to you. Uh, well, I'm going to share two, if that's okay with you. One was with, um, one was with a participant Mm -hmm. and one was me. And I think I'm going to share mine first. You know, I think, you know, we, those of us who are on the path and doing the work, you know, sometimes we think, oh yeah, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty clean. I've, I've gone through a lot of stuff. Right. And I was with friends and we were doing, there was a group of us that would gather for five days and do this embodied creative process and in, in the way that I put it together, because it's always so much better in community because otherwise, you know, I'll go eat some corn chips and drink tea and be done. So anyway, we're doing this thing. And at some point, so part of the soulscape process is really just listening to what shows up. Don't question it, you know, within reason, but don't question it. So the directives again, if you will, put the paper on the floor, fill a tray out with paint, put your feet in the paint and start walking. Mm. It's like, Okay, well, that sounds really juicy and fun, but why? You know, my head's going, why, why, yeah. why, why? Explain this to me. Right. I did this for four and a half days. I'm, I walked miles on this piece of paper, just walked, felt, was really present with whatever I was feeling, but um, just was walking and walking. And then we, we all agreed we would end at noon. So, like 11. 30, 1145, something like that. I had something up on a, on my desk that just said you, right? The letter U. And I threw it in that in, in impulsive, intuitive, in the flow kind of moment. I threw it on a piece right in the center of this painting. And this sounds really horrible, but I started stabbing it mm-hmm. like with a paintbrush. And I suddenly realized it was shame like Mm. self-hatred like what whatever was still lodged inside me because you know again i believe our body guides us to only what we can handle like if you would ask me paint your self-hatred i'd be like yeah i'm done i'm good no worries but none of that in here (laughs) none of that in here but you know you open that space and you know that there was like permission for that to surface up Mm. And uh, I, I mean, I, I remember sitting back on my haunches going, wow, wow, there was a lot of self-hatred that was still tucked in there. And that for me was remarkable because if it's happening with me, who I think I'm well versed yeah. in my XYZ, you know, it still got me to a place that my mind would never bring me to. Yeah. But my body and heart knew that this was another untangling that needed to happen so I can live fully me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that happened seven years ago, maybe more. It is still really, you know, arm, hair arm raising. Yeah deep truth that is still like okay you know there may be more i hope so because you know how much fun to keep clearing out this stuff yeah um it's beautiful yeah that blah so that was one piece and another one was this very simple thing that i was working with somebody and 
at the time we were in person, da da da, we were painting on the wall. And this woman was painting with a super tiny paintbrush. Like I have tiny ones. I have paintbrushes that are like mops, you know, you can oh, do wow. whatever you want. Well, expression is expression. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how often do we give ourselves to fully be big? Yeah. True right. That. Right. So big paper, big brushes. But anyway, she's got this like brush with three hairs on it and she's painting really tiny and she's, you know, body language, right? She's contracting, she's not breathing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so, so what is it that your body wants right now? And she's like, I, I can't tell you. I said, well, let's, you know, I brought her into the process, come into your body, come into your belly. What are you feeling? What's the first thing that pops into your mind? And she was like, black. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll grab some black paint. And she's like, uh-uh. Mm -mm. I was so I use kids paint like tempera paint and cheap paper so it wasn't about art supplies and she was like I cannot pick up black black makes me want to vomit oh, wow. it's like you know right again subconscious like there was yeah. some story I didn't need to know it she didn't need to know it but her body heart knew or maybe I should just say soul yeah. <laughs> knew that this was something to give some space for, mm. right? You know, we talk so much in the closet, mm -hmm. you know, this one just needed a little flashlight on it. So we got her little, little paintbrush and I got a little um, uh, water bottle cap mm -hmm. and I put black paint on it. I said, just try it once, mm. right? You know, put it in here, you know, again, it's moving energy. That's mm -hmm. all it is, is an energy expression. And I sat, I stood next to her. She, you know, dipped like a little bit of a pin mm -hmm. point and put it on her paper. I was like, how do you feel? She goes, I'm okay. I said, okay, just keep doing that. Right. And I walked mm -hmm. away. I came back like 15 minutes later. She's got a mop brush and she is just slinging black. Yeah. You know, I'm so don't happy for her. I know, right? Like, you know, it's like, we think these these um, these barriers are, you know, sometimes we don't think we can scale them. Sometimes they're like massive. Sometimes they're <laughs> most of the time they're these things in our head, mm -hmm. you know. And so whatever that permission is for expression is is just, you know, you, there's the forest for the trees and you stepping in the forest and it's like, oh, it's just a bunch of trees, you know. But, mm -hmm. you know, the mind like makes this thing up. Um, she then, because I do believe all of this is energetics as well, you know, mm -hmm. her life changed like that very simple action of putting paint to paper started moving energy. And she started to really, she was, um, it was a really big deal for her to be out around people. And she actually just started coming out into the world, like socializing a little bit. She started writing like it was, you know, it, that was pretty miraculous. Yeah. You know, sometimes these things happen so quickly and sometimes, you know, it's a journey like for the rest mm -hmm. of us. But um, they were two really remarkable stories. This woman is now like a pretty big deal journalist doing, you know, journalism in some scary places, you know, like. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I know. <laughs> And now, and I know that we have all these amazing stories about, you know, the, you know, those amazing stories, but I think that happens for everybody in their own way. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think transformation has to be all ta-da's, you know, it's totally. just like, oh yeah, okay. I can look in the mirror and say, hey, you're okay today. That's a transformational moment, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And like you were saying with your own story, it's not like the ending of your story. You were like, and then I, somebody called me and offered me $7 million. Like it was this really beautiful moment for yourself, yeah. which most of the time that's the transformation we're actually craving is to actually feel that love towards ourself and mm -hmm. full acceptance of mm -hmm. like, I accept you giant aspects of shame that I just walked around for four miles on a piece of paper in, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's the, the beauty of, I think at least what I'm picking up from your work is 
it is so highly transformational for the individual and it is about the soul. And a lot of times, I mean, like pretty much always, I feel like for me and for my clients, you can't explain even in words, like those transformations of the soul or even just the, the unveiling, like the unconscious aspects of the soul and integrating them. But then Mm -hmm. also like moving forward with parts of your soul that are like, this is your mission. And you're like, Oh, this is terrifying. Like all of those things are so personal and we don't always have words to say what they meant. Like, I love that you said about yours, like still to this day, I have the hair stand up on my arms because of how I look at it as like just all of the realms collapse in that one Mm -hmm. moment and Mm -hmm. you have complete awareness Mm -hmm. of what truly is Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I, I just feel like I'm supposed to share this story, but um, I, you know, I know you don't know a lot about my story, but, uh, three years ago when I was pregnant with my daughter, three and a half years ago now, um, I went septic. So I nearly died from an infection. And Uh when I was like, she was in utero, she was only seven weeks. She's a miracle. I'm a miracle. It's all crazy. But in that hospital bed, um, I was like going in and out of consciousness. And I had this vision that I I feel like I explain it in words. And I, and I have that same moment of like, you could never Mm -hmm. understand like Mm -hmm. what this is for me. Mm -hmm. It was like this, this transcending all of the matrix transcending all of my own matrices I'm making transcending all of this, like unawareness of who Mm -hmm. and what I actually am. And, um, in this vision I had, so I didn't even know what I was really going through. I was like completely unaware, but now looking back, I'm like, Oh, that's what was happening. But in the moment I was talking to a group of women and I was talking to them about their dead dreams. And I was saying how, um, like I I was telling the story of what would happen, but I didn't know at the time, this is what was going to happen. But I told this story about how I was running a nonprofit at the time, which I was and how I left and how I I was really religious and I left religion and I left this nonprofit and I lost all of my relationships. And I like went through this giant dark night of the soul, which is true. I did all these things. And I was telling the story about how I did all of this and I let everything die, like literally Mm -hmm. everything about myself, everything I thought who I was, everything in my life, every relationship, I let it die. And I surrendered to death. And when I surrendered to death is the only time I actually truly knew what life was. And I was telling this story to these women and I was saying, what stories, what dreams in your life have you fully let die that are ready to be rebirthed? And I was essentially standing in as this shaman mm-hmm. of death and re and mm-hmm. in life and rebirth. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyways, I woke up from this wherever I was in the future, a different realm, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I woke up and my husband came in the room and I was just like, I know exactly what's meant to happen. I'm meant to quit our nonprofit. Everyone's going to hate us. I'm leaving. We're leaving the church, like all of these things. And every single one of those things happened. All of it came true. And now I'm in a place where I'm, I'm speaking those truths and I, right. and I'm being this like facilitator of death and rebirth, um, because I actually experienced it in my somatic body. Like right. I literally right. nearly right. died and was reborn right. <laughs> and right. anyways, but th- that's my experience where I look back and I'm like, yeah, like no one could understand. Right. I mean, we all have those moments, but that's what I'm talking about of those moments where you're just like, this is, this was for no one else. Like the, it didn't right. need to be this giant. Then the next day, Jenna became a millionaire and a best-selling author. Right. Actually, the next day, everyone hated me and thought I was a literal lunatic. So like, <laughs> that's not what happened at all. But what happened for me is this like pinnacle point I look back at and I right. still can step into that embodiment mm-hmm. and feel it in mm-hmm. my body and remember mm-hmm. like in a cellular memory way mm-hmm. of like, this is who you are. Like, this is what you came here to do. And, um, anyways, I felt like I was supposed to share that story. Uh, Absolutely. I think, (laughs) I mean, that's powerful. That is so powerful. And do you mind if I just share a little more about this? Oh yeah. I sometimes think that people think we have to have these big pinnacle moments and because I think that's how we've been trained. And yeah, you know, I do believe that if we're really not quite paying attention to where spirit's leading us, we are going to have these, 
Dark Night of the Soul, um, On the Edge of Dying moments. Yeah, like I, I mean, did. Really? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. And sometimes they are just little invitations over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to honor both. You know, yeah. if if we, from this moment forward, agree to yourself to pay attention to all those feelings and sensations and nuances mm-hmm. of how our soul is guiding us through the senses of our body, then, you know, we're just walking that beautiful path, right? Mm-hmm. If we go back to that acupuncture concept, right, mm-hmm. there are points that will pull you out of death. <laughs> you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, the closer they get up to the body, the closer those points are trans- transitional points. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you can live or die right here, your choice. Yeah. You know, and so, and, you know, so there's both end, but what if you just agree just to keep following where your body's leading you? Totally. Yeah. And, you know, I, I also have been drugged through the ringer <laughs> by spirit, and so I get that. But I'm wondering if it's a paradigm change. Totally. You know, I think um, younger women that I've met are, like, totally paying attention to their body. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying none of us on this call are, but, like, they have less of the story <laughs> of why not to listen to the body. Mm-hmm. You know, they're listening more and it's going to be curious to see, you know, also these young women, at least the ones I'm talking to are going, I am amazing and I am filled with light and I am filled with potential, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it's beautiful to watch these women hold that. Now, I'm sure there's going to be little, you know, journeys that they're going to have to go on too, but yeah, I, I think in listening to your story, I guess I'm asking all of us, what if we just started paying attention to the little signs and not 100%. Yeah. And like in my story leading up to that, I wasn't listening to my body. Yeah. And then my journey post that has been, I have to listen to my body, which has been a whole embodiment of my body. Isn't wrong. Like, again, I, I came from religion where we were taught our bodies were evil. So mm-hmm. that was a whole paradigm shift of believing that my body had any wisdom at all. Right. And also that like my, I, it was just so unconscious. Like we just weren't taught how to even believe that our bodies were worthy of anything. Like, right. you know, so I think that, um, definitely a hundred percent it's, it's improving so vastly. And I think that a lot of times I'm a, I'm a three line in human design. So it's kind of like, I will go into the fire for you and then tell you what not to do. Right. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> and I'm unconsciously doing that. And I like, I'm like, great. I'm glad I signed up for that. But also like, I am glad I signed up for that. Um, so yeah. And for so many of us, right. It's like that journey of when we can learn to follow Mm-hmm. those nudgings. And, and when we see, when we get that resistance and we're like fighting so hard, but like, right. no, it has to be this way. Right. It's right. really just like that invitation into like, let that version of you that thinks that that has to be your life or your right. whatever, let it die. Like, right. let it just right. shut off because what's going to be rebirthed is so much more in alignment and going to feel so much more in flow. Like you're saying, Right. Than this thing that you're trying to force to happen, which right. I find a lot of women still struggle with that a lot. Right. That's what I like about the embodied creative processes, because it's not of the mind. So, you know, you can do some journaling. It's like, what would it be like to die? But if you set intention and a sacred container and you just allow your body to guide you that way. Like you'll go to depths because the mind's going to be like, no, I'm hanging on the cliff. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But your body's like, oh, yeah, I die with every breath. Mm-hmm. I can help you with this. Yep. You know, I can help you understand it. So it's not so scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, there's so much wisdom that we've packed into this I know. Into this episode. I love it on all <laughs> accounts. Um, before we close up, is there anything that you one, I'm gonna have you share how everybody can find you and in, in your work and all these things, but is there any like message you really feel coming through if there's anything else that you want to add about 
what, where you are or, or for the people that are listening, anything else coming through? Well, actually what keeps coming through is, um, to do a short autumn breathing meditation. Can I share with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do this really short and I'm going to say that this is, um, I think it's one of the things that I'll make sure that is part of the offering that I'll give your audience as well. But I think it's important just to get a sense of what we're all feeling, feeling, talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. what does it feel like to come back into the body and just notice? Mm -hmm. What does it feel like to come back in and feel what it feels like when your heart sings yes? Mm. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to invite you all to soften your eyes because when your eyes are soft, you are in your heart space already. Feel the weight of your body on the chair. Feel yourself in your hips. Just feel the weight of your body. And allow your breath to come. Actually, before we even do that, just notice what you feel in your body right here. Notice tightness, breathing, where your head is. Notice, just notice. Yeah. Now bring your awareness to your breath. Bring it down to your belly. Bring it down to your hips. All the way down to your feet and wiggle your toes. And do that just a few times and just notice what it feels like as you do that. Do you feel a little heavier? A little stiller, perhaps? Do you feel like you can take a deeper breath? And know that whatever answers you're getting with those questions is perfectly okay. Now place your hands on your heart. Feel the rising and falling of your chest. Feel into the beating of your heart. And then drop into the place underneath all that, that is the light of who you are. And notice that when you connect to that light, it kind of fills your whole body. Every cell. Now go ahead and say to yourself, my name is, and say the name that you like to go by. And just notice that how that changes your field, how that changes your physical experience. Now go ahead and say, my name is, and I like to use the name Harry, unless your name is Harry, then pick another name. And just notice how your body responds right there. Go back and say, my name is, and again, say the name that you'd like to go by. And one more time, let's go back to Harry. Great. And just take a moment and reflect on how your body feels different with that, yes, this is my name, and no, this is not my name. Generally, um, when you say your name, that's an experience of your heart's yes. That'll tend to feel a little bit more expanded, have a little bit more of a curiosity, a little bit more softness versus the other name, which is going to be like a little bit more contracting. And again, everything in between, right? So that in itself is a really simple way to create a muscle memory of following your heart's yes. But first you have to get out of your head and back into your body. And that's what the breathing is. Mm. Breath, belly, feet. And then connecting into yourself. I mean, how often we don't always just feel into our heart, Mm. into our, you know, it's just being present with ourselves is such a gift. And then to keep playing with that, where's my heart saying yes? And I, I always say, start, start simple. Don't try to change your life right now, mm-hmm. right? Create a muscle memory of trust 
Mm-hmm. So I always say, should I wear this or sh- should I wear that? We're already doing these things already, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Should I wear this today? Yes or no, right? Practice that. Like mm-hmm. learn the dialogue of your body that's unique to you. Yeah. I love that. I'm interested to know those of you that did that um, exercise where, what your experience was. So feel free Mm -hmm. to to share it with us or give us feedback. Um, for me, Mm -hmm. I noticed that when I was saying, my name is Jenna, my, um, uh, awareness went right into my gut, into my sacral and my root. And when I was like, my name is Harry, all of my attention and awareness came right to my head. (laughs) Like it was like all of the energy was like in the head. Right. And then like, when I was just like, my name's Jenna, it's like, duh, like it was just in my lower um, body, which is so great. (laughs) Yeah. It's like your body's like, yeah, truth. Uh Uh-huh. In my body, not truth up here in my head. In my head, right? (laughs) Which how many of us can relate to that of like, and then trying to convince us ourselves that it's truth. Like we're like, it's definitely truth because I'm worrying about it so much. And it's like, actually, no, you're just in your head. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So can, thank you for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, would you now share with us how we can, uh, this will be in the show notes, of course, those of you yes. listening, but where we can find you, where you're most active. And, um, I know that you had an offering that you wanted to share as well with us. Yeah. Um, let's see, I'm all over the socials, but you can also go to dominicelebrity.com. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, juicy info in the blog so you can you know just dive in and out of embodied creative practices meditation practices they're all meditation with quote air quotes all around them Mm -hmm. but um there's a lot of stuff right there um i believe the offering is um, more an expanded version of your heart's yes I think that's just such a yummy thing to um, teach yourself, teach your children, teach your neighbors, <laughs> like spread it around. The more that we can stay embodied with ourselves, I think the world's a better place. We're not, well, we're not as reactionary and all of that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been so delightful and so um nourishing Mm. i feel the same way thank you so much thank you all right i hope everyone enjoys this and Mm. we'll see you next time please go follow Domini and all of her work get familiar with her incredible offerings and wisdom um, because she has so much to offer this world thank you